minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
long time since I watered your roses. It's been a long time since I spoke of Moses. It's been a long time since I flew to ya. It's been a long time since I said hallelujah. But those are that I make of me. Your soldier does that make me
And that's Shua Kessin. Rufa Enu is the name of that selection here at JM in the AM. Eighth Day had been a long time from the Eighth Day Live CD. Two Freilachs done by Avramo. Michal Przansky, brand new from Proves Control with Alenu. You heard Hashem Melech from the brand new Time for Music 27. Benny Friedman 
with a great rendition of that big hit. And Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Thursday on this June 26th, day 28 in the month of Sivan, getting toward the end of this month in the year 5774. 71 degrees, 94% humidity. Winds are west at 4 miles per hour, partly cloudy with a high temperature of 86. Then tonight, mostly clear, low 69. Tomorrow, look for partly cloudy weather with a high temperature of 80 degrees. Uh, right now, Yerushalayim is at 86, 82 in Tel Aviv, 86 in Haifa, 99 degrees in a lot. We're at 66 with a uh, high today of 79 up in Guilford, New York. Our friends at Camp Misora are getting ready for their staff orientation today, getting ready for the campers next week. A lot of camps out there are getting ready for their campers. Camp Cayley began yesterday. Big regards to them up in Wurtsboro, New York. I was uh, up at YU yesterday. I saw some of the uh, Hask staff members making their way to the bus. They'll be up there, and they are up there as of now, the staff members. We hope to be up at Hask uh, at some point uh, next week or the week after, the week after next, Bezrat Hashem. A lot of great summer camps out there and a lot of wonderful uh, staffers and the campers heading up to enjoy this summer, don't forget you could tune in every single day to JM in the AM without any problem, especially with the brand new NSN app, which has caused quite a stir. Congratulations to Helen in Edison, New Jersey. She picked up yesterday's gift, yesterday's prize in our Facebook update page contest during this NSN app week. Today we are um, featuring one of what I feel is uh, the coolest things about the app. The, our app actually is an alarm clock. You could wake up. You could actually wake up with JM in the AM. Or at any point of the day, if you're waking up, I don't know, at 1 p.m. Eastern time, no problem. You're waking up to our stream and our great programming. So today's giveaway is a Nespresso coffee machine, courtesy of our friends at the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, the most shares and likes of our special Thursday NSN app image on Facebook. You go to Nahum Siegel Network page on Facebook. Nahum Siegel Network page on Facebook. I'm just checking to make sure. Yeah, here it is. It's day four of NSN's App Week celebration. It's up there. Whoever likes and shares that uh, photo the most will win that Nespresso coffee machine. A big thank you to the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York. And don't forget on Twitter, and according to my kids, <laughs> some people are going Twitter crazy with this contest. Don't forget on Twitter, the most usage of the hashtag NSNAP, the most usage this week of the hashtag, I guess till candlelighting, right, of NSNAP wins a trip for two to anywhere in the continental United States, courtesy of our friends at Traveler's Choice. Restrictions do apply, but you get a chance to travel anywhere in the continental U.S., um, uh, courtesy of Traveler's Choice. Again, all you got to do is, as much as possible, use the hashtag on Twitter this week, NSN app. So there's your prize update here at JM in the AM. <laughs> Lots of fun, I can tell you that much. 6.37 on a Thursday, JM in the AM at 23 minutes before 7 o'clock. News at the top of the hour in Hebrew. We'll check in with our friends at Yeshivat Chovvei Torah. They have their Yemei Iyun and Bible and Jewish Thought coming up. It's always a very, very popular annual event. Ellie Hagler is going to join us as a major announcement um, from Yachad and the OU. 
Yankee Meyer is scheduled. He'll uh, brief us on some of the things you need to know regarding the New York Catskills Corridor for this summer. So all that is happening today if you keep it here at JM in the AM. Simple as that. I want to thank Ding, who was here yesterday and introduced a whole bunch of brand new selections from a time for music number 27, or Hask 27, which has just been released. He was here yesterday. We had a lot of fun with that. If you missed any of it, of course, we have a great archive section, both at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. So uh, take advantage and make sure to uh, to tune in and enjoy the show at some point, uh, meaning yesterday's program. We had a lot of fun with that here at JM in the AM. Ari Boyanju is next at JM in the AM.
It's Moshe Hecht off of the CD entitled Heart is Alive with the Master of the World. Before that, Ohad, good early morning song entitled Mashkimim. Moda'ani done by Aryeh Kunstler. Mizbeach Chadash, Yehuda Green. Ari Boyanju had Mauzi off of the Rosh Hashmurot CD and Shua Kessin had Rifo'enu. 
It's JM and the AM at a minute before 7 o'clock on a Thursday with 71 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 86. It's app week for us at the Nahum Siegel Network, which means that uh, because the app has the capability of actually waking people up, it has an alarm in it where you can wake up two hours stream, which is pretty amazing. We are giving away today an espresso coffee machine. That's right, an espresso machine, courtesy of our friends at the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York, and I thank them. Um, where am I here? Yeah. The theme today is wake up happy because you have the ability to wake up with our stream no matter where you are around the world because of the alarm that's built in by our friends at Rusty Brick. An espresso coffee machine is brought to you by the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York. We'll speak with them a little later on. All you got to do is go to our Facebook update page. It says Nahum Siegel Network. That's our Facebook update page. You go to that page, Nahum Siegel Network. Like and share today's day four image as much as possible. If you do it the most, you're the winner. Yesterday it was Helen in Edison, New Jersey, who was the winner. Today it could be you. And don't forget that on Twitter it's a week-long contest. On Twitter... Uh, use the hashtag NSN app. Whoever uses it the most this week, NSN app, whoever uses that hashtag the most, will win a trip for two in the continental United States from our friends at Traveler's Choice. Restrictions do apply, but you got a chance to go to uh, any of the 48 contiguous states. How do you like that? So thank you, Traveler's Choice, and we'll announce that at the end of the week. Again, whoever uses the NSN app hashtag the most will win that prize as we celebrate App Week at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Um, a kolakavo to everybody who continues to keep uh, Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali in your thoughts and prayers. There are still prayer gatherings, Tehillim gatherings going on on a regular basis in many different communities. It is inspiring to see people of all different backgrounds participating. Kolakavod and thank you. Keep it going. We know how important an element that is in this entire struggle. And as I see the the three mothers of the boys gathered together, it's one thing when you see each individual mom or parents together, but seeing the three moms together gathering and pleading at the Knesset and other venues, it's just the heartbreaking. Gilad, Eyal, and Naftali, keep them in mind, everybody, constantly. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Toe from Jam in the Amp. Galitzal, Asha'a 2, Kanoam Aviram, in Masha Korea Akshav. תאונת דרכים קשה בגליל, אישה ושלושה ילדים נהרגו בהתנגשות בין רכב פרטי לאוטובוס. מדווח כתבנו קובי מנדל. התאונה הקשה הראה בקטע שבין צומת המוביל לכפר מנדה שבגליל התחתון, כשרכב פרטי ובו ארבעה בני אדם, התנגש חזיתית באוטובוס. כתוצאה מכך נהרגו אם כבת שלושים, שני ילדיה וילד נוסף בן משפחה. הילדים הינם בגילאים שנה וחצי, ארבע ושתים עשרה. שמונה מנוסעי האוטובוס נפצעו קל. כביש במקום סגור לתנועה, כל הנפגעים טופלו על ידי מגן דוד אדום. קוריאה הצפונית שוב משגרת טילים לעבר ים יפן. 
כתבתנו נעמה ירטשיק. על פי דיווחים בתקשורת בקוריאה הדרומית, קוריאה הצפונית שיגרה שלושה טילים לטווח קצר מחופה המזרחי לכיוון ים יפן. הניסוי נערך בשעות הבוקר, אך בסאול טרם הגיבו לדיווחים. המתיחות בין המדינות השכנות עולה לשיאים חדשים, לאחר שפיונגיאנג שיגרה איומים נגד סאול, ואף כינתה את נסיעת קוריאה הדרומית פרוצה. וארצות הברית, באולטימטום לפרו-רוסים באוקראינה. יש לכם כמה שעות להתפרק מהנשק. כתבתנו חן פישר. שר החוץ של ארצות הברית, ג'ון קרי, מזהיר, ישנה הסכמה מלאה שזה הכרחי עבור רוסיה לגרום למורדים להניח את נשקם ולהתחיל בתהליך לגיטימי, כך קרי. בפגישה עם שר החוץ הצרפתי הוא הוסיף שמנהיגי האיחוד האירופי ידונו במהלכים אפשריים להטלת עוד עיצומים על רוסיה. מזג האוויר לסוף השבוע, עומס חום כבד. ולסיום, הנשיכה ועונשה. פיפ"א צפויה לפרסם בהמשך את הכרעתה בעניין העונש שיוטל על כוכב נבחרת אורוגוואי, לאחר שנשך את בלם נבחרת איטליה במשחק שלשום. בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט עם אלי ישראלי ואפי טריגר, שמענו את עורך הדין אפרים ברק, דיין בבית הדין הבינלאומי לספורט. אם אכן הגופים שאמורים להחליט יגיעו למסקנה... שאכן זו הייתה נשיכה מכוונת וכולי. אין ספק שמדובר בפעם שלישית, אין ספק שמגישה פה ענישה ו- ו- ואפילו משמעותית. ואלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין.
Doesn't matter what kind of yarmulke you wear We're all one nation of the hand We sing one song Sing it with me, sing along Here we go Thank you. 
J.M. and the A.M., big hit from the uh, brand-new Kolod CD done by Yaakov Shweki that is called Tfilat Kala. Thursday morning with 71 degrees, 94% humidity. Winds are west at 4 miles per hour, partly cloudy with a high temperature of 86. We're at 71 right now. Hello to everybody up at Camp Misora who's getting ready for the staff to arrive today. And all the summer camps out there that are getting set. I just got a call from Film Guy a few minutes ago. He was reviewing for me uh, all these start dates for camps, and it seems that a bunch are starting on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. So we've got a, uh, a whole collection of great summer camps. They're going to be enjoying a wonderful time, Bezrat Hashem. Everybody have a wonderful summer, and remember to install the Nahum Siegel Network app so you can listen to our programming all the time, even when you're on the ball fields. During summer camping. JM and the AM reminder coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Charlie Harari with the Book of Life. 10 o'clock for Miriam L. Wallach. And that's life. She's actually going to be talking about uh, kids kicking cancer, uh, which uh, really is an amazing uh, group of people. And she'll also be talking about the uh, marriage enrichment seminar that's being run over a weekend in July by the Orthodox Union. That's all coming up between 10 and 11. We'll live lunch between 11 and 1 o'clock. And, of course, Michael Fragan tonight, his program continues to make, uh, let's see, I should say his program continues to have a tremendous amount of influence 
on the world of uh, of politics and government. And tonight, he'll discuss the results of the congressional primary races in New York and elsewhere with expert analysis from Liz Benjamin of Capital Tonight, Josh Robin of New York One, and Ross Barkin of The Politiker. They're all on tonight. If you like politics, you will love tonight's show starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream right here at jmintheam.org. Thursday morning with the Rabbi's Sons at JM in the AM.
Pasuk, the passage that was quoted by uh, Naftali Frankel's mother in the Knesset, Kol Brahmanishma. Uh, hopefully it won't come to this. Hopefully this situation with the uh, with our kidnapped brethren in Israel will end today in a very positive way. But in case it does not, God forbid, uh, let us make sure in whatever summer camps we go to that in fact the uh, Tehillim sessions and whatever activities are done or could be done in honor of the uh, the three boys, Gilad, Eyal, and uh, Naftali, in fact, are done. And unfortunately, I know a lot of summer camps are planning that, just in case, God forbid, this continues for longer than uh, today. But uh, we have to keep them in mind until the moment they return safely. Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM, and... Um, Later on, we will speak with um, Rabbi Natty Helfgott. He is uh, coordinating yet another great uh, Yemei Iyun on Bible and Torah and Jewish thought uh, from Yeshivat Chovvei Torah. We'll discuss that coming up here at JM in the AM. Yankee Meyer is going to be visiting us. There's a, a very active corridor, as I like to say, between New York City and the Catskills every summer. He'll have a lot to say on this subject. In fact, I'll ask him if today's the day. Is today the day that everyone's going up to the Catskills, those who go up for these summer months? And if you are heading up, don't forget, we have a radio station up there at 90.1 FM. And we have another radio station in the Rockland County area right between our those two signals, the regular two signals, at 91.9 on the FM dial. So keep that in mind as you go back and forth. <laughs> there are people who listen to all three stations on their way uh, in or out of this area. Um, want to wish a mazel tov to uh, Dr. and Mrs. Joel Rosenschein. Dr. Rosenschein called me with yet another piece of great news. A brand new baby boy born to Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Benzion Rosenschein. Mazel tov to grandparents, Rabbi Mrs. Shmuel Aaron Rosenschein of Brooklyn, Mr. and Mrs. Ezra Kornglass down in Baltimore. And of course to all the great grandparents and everybody who's celebrating the big simcha, we say mazel tov. From all of us here at JM in the AM. I want to wish a mazal tov to Helen from Edison who won yesterday's NSN App Week prize. Today we're giving away a Nespresso coffee machine in honor of the fact that you could wake up with the alarm on the NSN app. You could actually wake up to our stream 
which is pretty cool. That's being provided by our friends at the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York, and I thank them. An espresso coffee machine can be yours if you go to the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page and like and share the day four image as much as possible. You'll see a day four image right away uh, in reference to the fourth day of App Week celebration here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And all you got to do is like and share it the most, and you win the prize. Simple as that. That's how it works. And don't forget on Twitter, when you use the hashtag uh, NSN app, again, the hashtag NSN app in celebration of our brand new app, anybody who uses that hashtag has a chance to win a trip for two to anywhere in the continental United States provided by our friends at Traveler's Choice. Restrictions do apply, but you have a chance to go to one of the 48 states. All you got to do is keep using the NSN app hashtag all week long on Twitter, NSN app. That's it. That's all you got to do. Keep using that hashtag. Whoever uses it the most, we're going to declare the winner. And it's as simple as that. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Concerning Am Yisrael in Golos, the great Goyen Rebbe Chonon Wasserman once said that at this time we feel the shivet of Golos, the difficulties and the pains of Golos. Many ask questions concerning exactly why are these things happening. Why isn't there more mercy from heaven? If these people would be true maminim, they would not ask this question. It's only because they lack the necessary fundamentals that they feel that what is happening in the world is precipitous. If they would learn the Torah, they would see that everything that is happening is explained. It's elucidated in the Torah and the Nevi'im, in the words of our Chazal. The times that we're living in, says Rebel Chonon, are ikvus of the Mashiach, the footsteps of Mashiach. And when the Nevi'im talk about Achris Hayamim, the end of days, those days are prophecies concerning our own era in that which we are now experiencing. It says in Yechezkel, As for what enters your mind, it shall not be. As for what you say, we will be like the nations, like the families of the lands, to worship wood and stone. Later the Pasuk says, I will take you out from the nations and will gather you from the lands in which you are scattered. It will be with a strong hand and an outstretched arm. Klal Yisrael needs to be divided from the Amim. It says in Devarim, Hishamru lochem pen Be careful, lest your heart be tempted and you turn astray. You serve gods of others and prostrate yourself before them. Rashi explains, Vesartem, that a person severs his relationship with Torah. And because of that, Vavaratem Elohim achirim, the individual will go to serve strange gods. Rebbe Chodin asks, why is it that just because a person abandons Torah, it has to mean that he's going to turn to Avodah Zorah. We know that the general approach of the evil inclination is to tell a person to do this today, tomorrow a little bit more, and even more on the next day, increasing his transgressions in small increments. Why is it that if the person abandons Torah, he is immediately clinging to Avodah Zorah? This was explained by the Chavetz Chaim in the following way. Two nations were at war. One nation defeated the other. However, it wasn't a true victory because the roles can be reversed. It is possible that the nation that won today 
may lose tomorrow. But if the winning nation also confiscates the enemy's ammunition, they disarm them, then that nation has been truly victorious because the enemy will never be able to rise up against them without their artillery. Similarly, in our battle with the Yetzahara, it is possible for a person to be lured into doing an Avera, allowing the Yetzahara maybe to get the better of him. However, the Yetzer has not yet been victorious because the individual may do tshuva, may no longer listen to the Yetzirah, and then he becomes the victor. However, in a case where the Yetzirah can lure the person not to learn Torah, he takes away the person's ammunition, and then a person is left to battle without his artillery. Hashem created the Yetzer, and He created the Torah as an antidote. During these challenging days, when we wait for the imminent news of the boy's safe return, we realize that by learning Torah, we take up arms, the most powerful weapon against the forces of evil in this world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M. Thursday, my thanks to Rabbi Goldwasser, yet another a great rabbinic leader who continues to focus on the uh, fate of Gilad Eyal and uh, Naftali and reminds us how important our role is in all of that. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. Um, coming up this Sunday and Monday, the 29th and 30th of June, it is one of the most incredible annual events. If you are somebody who appreciates incredible lectures and unbelievable insight into Bible and Jewish thought, Keep in mind what's happening at Manhattan Day School on the Upper West Side of Manhattan this coming Sunday and Monday. Yeshivat Chovvei Torah's Rabbinical School invites everybody to their 12th annual Yemei Iyun on Bible and Jewish Thought in memory of Riva Kashitsky, dedicated by Tamar and Eric Goldstein, who we know well from uh, MDS. It happens at Manhattan Day School at 310 West 75th Street this coming Sunday and Monday. We will go through some of the... Uh, uh, personalities that you'll be able to meet, some of the people who will be addressing uh, this gathering in a moment. Let me introduce um, uh, Rabbi Natty Helfgott. Rabbi Helfgott, who's an old friend, is the chair of the uh, Bible and Jewish Thought Department at Yeshivat Chovvei Torah. He's also on the faculty of SAR High School up in Riverdale. Rabbi Natty Helfgott, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, and good morning, Nachum. And um, we, of course, are all thinking, our, our minds are thinking about the young boys uh, in Israel, who are abducted, and we hope uh, we share our, all our hopes that uh, we hear good news today. Amen. Yes, this should end pleasantly today, right now. It's. Uh, I can only imagine the agony of the families, just knowing the agony of the Jewish world in general and what everyone is going through at this time. It is pretty amazing to me that this is the 12th consecutive year that you are doing this. I mean, if longevity is a testament to quality... That, that you guys certainly can claim ownership of a quality Bible and Jewish thought event. Yes, I mean, when we started uh, the idea, like you said, 12 years ago, you know, I didn't know if anyone would come. And thank God, over the years, uh, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people have attended uh, various shiurim. We have, you know, hundreds of shiurim, uh, you know, maybe close to a thousand already, you know, archived. And uh, it's an amazing thing. And uh, it's an amazing atmosphere, and people come from all over uh, the New York City area, and sometimes people drive from Boston or from Canada or other places just to join us uh, and learn 
uh, intensively lishma for just the sake of learning uh, over the course of two of uh, two days, and to hear some amazing presenters both from Israel as well as from uh, our more local area. And every year I try to balance having, so to speak, you know, the big names and superstars as well as up and coming younger people who uh, people should get to know in terms of their uh, teaching. Give me an example of one of those young up and comers that people will be able to enjoy on Sunday and Monday. Right. So here's, uh, you know, someone uh, who just graduated, for example, from uh, Yeshivat Chovavei Torah, uh, Chagai Reznikov, who's an amazing teacher, an amazing young man who's going to be, you know, a superstar in the Jewish community. Uh, someone who is not as well known from Israel, Dani Siegel, who is the rabbi uh, of an interesting yeshuv called Alon in Israel, and it was involved with the Ein Prat uh, mm. uh, Mechina uh, in Israel that brings together religious and, uh, and secular uh, young people uh, before the army and after the army. Uh, Jonathan Kelson. These are all, you know, young people who are doing an ama- amazing things in teaching. And, uh, you know, I think they're going to be real. As I said, I think uh, we're going to hear more and more from them over the course of the next uh, decade. And not to leave anybody out, because I doubt I'll be able to get to the entire list, but, but classics like Rabbi Yitzchak at Shalom, or Menachem Liebteg. Right. Uh, and this year we again are hosting someone who's really a, a superstar, is uh, Rabbi Elchanan Samet, who I think many people know. Uh, both from the web, he is a very prolific author, and he published a number of uh, outstanding uh, books on Parshat HaShavua. Uh, anyone who's in the know, you know, Rabbi Samet is really amongst, uh, you know, so to speak, the top names. And uh, it's also very special. He, he lives in Kfar Etzion, which is the, uh, the city, the town, the, the kibbutz, uh, where uh, Yeshivat Mekor Chaim, where the three... Uh, where two of the three boys were learning, right. and uh, we hope to, you know, he- hear from him as well on some personal connections. Uh, really, an incredible lineup. Just some amazing names. Uh, Rabbi David Foreman, very well known, as I said, Rabbi Nachum Liebteg, uh, Rabbi Dov Linzer, yourself. I mean, right. you're talking about some. Uh, right, and I would Rabbi Chaim. Rabbi Chaim. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who we haven't heard in a few years, but is also an outstanding Dr. Yael Ziegler from Israel uh, is an amazing teacher and very, very popular. Uh, in many circles uh, in Israel, um, Mrs. Rachel Friedman, who uh, is also an outstanding teacher. So we really, you know, we really have some of the, the best. And in our Machshava track, uh, we're graced this year with um, Dr. David Schatz, who I think all of us, uh, you know, who uh, ever attended YU or uh, are connected, you know, know him as kind of, you know, one of the superstars of, uh, of Jewish thought and Jewish philosophy in the world. And he's going to be teaching for us as well. I heard Rabbi Foreman on Megillat Root before Shavuos. Yeah. Very different perspective than anything I'd heard before, yes, frankly. He's a very creative uh, thinker, a very creative person. He makes you think about the text again with fresh eyes, which is always great. You know, many of us have studied many of the narratives and the texts of Tanakh, and to come to it again as, you know, in an, when you're older, you know. You're, I'm not as old as you. No, <laughs> but but, uh, but so to speak. But to come again with fresh eyes to the text, and right. it's vivifying, and it, it just it just it's, it's just so wonderful in terms of the study of Torah and the message of God that comes through the text. Hey, when you see Dr. Lior Gottlieb, I see he's speaking on the topic of why would a father name his child Ishboshet. Yeah. 
Could you could you ask him why a child would name why a father would name his child Rabbi Shmuel as well? I'm curious <laughs> okay, how, sure. how that how that happened in Jewish history. That's right. I, I know he didn't name him Reb, but he still did right. name him after Yishmael. I would assume. Right. All right. Well, today today we have a lot more questions. You know, people name their children Nimrod. And right. Like Omri. <laughs> right. A lot. We we Mayor Weingarten and I always joke about that. Uh, Jam in the AM with Rabbi Natty Healthcott with us live via telephone. Um, before I ask you a serious question about the current state of Bible and Jewish thought, what do people need to know about registering for Sunday and Monday's event? So actually, um, we extended you know, the online registration to, through this morning at 11 o'clock. Okay. We were officially supposed to close yesterday afternoon, but uh, because I was coming on the air today, I thought it would be... You know, we're, so we're going to push the limit a little bit, uh, and I hope my caterer doesn't get too mad at me. <laughs> so um, we're going to extend the online registration. You just go to www.yctorah.org, uh, and uh, you can register right online and choose your, uh, your favorite, uh, so to speak, uh, shiur and your second choice in case there's not enough room. And uh, you can register up until 11 o'clock this morning. Um, and uh, it's very, very simple. And if you have any questions, you know, just, you know, you can call the phone number there that's online. All right, it's Sunday and Monday at Manhattan Day School. Right, a couple of things. First of all, um, it's not just Chovei Torah. You're associated in this project right. with a whole bunch of incidents. And I'm going to go through all of them, but sure, a correct. whole we bunch of many, really well, a, a whole bunch, a whole bunch of really well-known institutions right, that take they, that take their Bible and Jewish thought very seriously. And over the last couple of years, especially with our friendship with our uh, with our people at Koran uh, Publications, I've gotten to know uh, and speak to, had the privilege of speaking to some of these amazing personalities. I ask you, Rabbi Helfgott, why has this area of Bible and Jewish thought exploded the way it has in the worldwide Jewish community? So I think uh, there's a couple of reasons. One of them is the, you know, miraculous and wonderful return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel and uh, the state of Israel where we, over the last uh, 60 years and more, in 100 years, have returned to the land of the Tanakh. Uh, and, you know, and concretely, it's not just, you know, you know, Yerushalayim Shalmala, but also Yerushalayim Shalmata, down here on earth. And people have gotten to feel the pulse of Jewish history and the land and the geography and the archaeology and the sense of this is our foundational narratives and our foundational stories. And I think that the impact of so many students studying in Israel uh, and the growth of, of Torah study in a sophisticated way in the religious Zionist uh, world has really had an impact as well here in the United States. I think that's a major factor. Uh, the, the, the study of Tanakh in Israel you know, took off, and Tanakh was so central to the narrative of the modern uh, return to the Jew- of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. It really... And, and second of all, I mm-hmm. think that people... Um, you know, are also, you know, con- we are, thank God, blessed with a wonderful religious community with a lot of diversity. And people are also looking for meaning in life and about some of the big questions about God, covenant, what our place here on earth is, what's the, what is the goal, what is, what is the Jewish people here all about. And, you know, and the study of halacha is a very powerful and important part of our Jewish reality. But it's not enough, I think, for many people. I think the growth of the study of Tanakh and Bible and the study of Jewish thought is part of that feeling of wanting to feel the underpinnings of our religion and feeling a connection to God 
And I think that that's uh, another factor that's been affecting the return to the serious study of Tanakh. Well, phenomenal. No downside to that, I can tell you that yeah. much. This Sunday and Monday, the Yemei Eon on Bible and Jewish Thought happens at Manhattan Day School. We should mention Rabbi Natty Helfgott that, again, uh, the program is dedicated by Tamar and Eric Goldstein in memory of Riva Kashitsky. This, is, I believe, is already a tradition with this event, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, correct. There's been a number of years that the Goldsteins have dedicated this event, and uh, one of the you know, beautiful things about it is that we're able to keep the cost very low, just basically at cost, and uh, and allow as many people as can to attend uh, with you know minimal cost, uh, certainly less than a couple of movies. <laughs> <laughs> and they will be entertained. That I can right, guarantee. Exactly. Not every movie will you be entertained, but in this case, I'm telling you, folks. If you have any interest in Bible and Jewish thought and hearing some brilliant lecturers, you will absolutely not just be entertained, but you will gain so much knowledge and so much incredible information. It's Sunday and Monday, 12th consecutive year, uh, this time at Manhattan Day School on West 75th Street. Register now by going to yctorah.org, yctorah with an H at the end. .org. All the information is there, the list of incredible speakers, all the different uh, offerings for those two days and uh, registration, uh, etc. The whole procedure is right there online. Rabbi Natty Helfgott, we are uh, very appreciative, and I know the community is as well, uh, that you bring this type of uh, program to the community. It's really amazing. Thank you, Nachum. Thank you so much. Good luck. Thank you. I'm sure you will have an amazing, amazing attendance on Sunday and Monday at Manhattan Day School. JM and the AM at a quarter before 8 o'clock. It's Thursdays. We continue at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial around the world on the web. JM and the AM dot O-R-G.
Yet another version of Hafachta from Hask, a time for music 27. That's diaspora, and that's amazing. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. My thanks to Ding, who introduced uh, Time for Music 27 to us yesterday, right here. At JM in the AM. Ellie Hagler is with us live via telephone. He's associate director of Yaha. He's actually, he's got a bunch of capacities with us. Uh, but today he's on the air because he's associate director of uh, Yachad. And, uh, there's a headline. The OU applauds the sweeping changes within the New York City Department of Education for families with children with special needs. He'll explain exactly what happened this week and Yachad and the OU's role in the whole thing and what it means for families in, the, in, 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 uh, Special types of situations. Ellie Hagler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nassim, very much. How are you? Everything is good. Great to speak with you. Tell us first this uh, brand new development. What happened in uh, New York that's so important for certain New York City residents? So this is really a bill that's been trying to be pushed through for really a number of years, uh, really uh, by Assembly Speaker Shelley Silver. Senator Simcoe Felder, and is also signed and heavily supported by Assemblywoman Helene Weinstein and Assemblyman Phil Goldfeder, uh, that I assume many of your listeners are familiar with. Oh, yeah. Um, but two years ago, the, the this bill was proposed and ended up getting uh, shot down by the mayor. 
the bill basically would make it easier for families with children with special needs to get the Department of Education to pay the tuition for their children to go to private school if it's determined that the private school of the parent's choice can supply the child with a better education and or meet the needs of that specific child better than the public school. All right, so till this point, I assume that parents either have to pay the private school education or decide to send them to public school. Well, either they can send them to public school, they can pay the tuition themselves, or what almost all parents do is they take they there's a fight between the Department of Education and the parent where they have to it's on the burden is on the parent to prove right. that the that the private school can provide better services to meet their child's needs than the Department of Education. So they they have been paying for dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of children. Uh, for their tuition to private school, but the system has just been so flawed uh, that it just needs to be fixed. So this makes it easier, or it makes it accessible for everybody, or how would you describe it? It's always been accessible for everybody, but it's been incredibly difficult, and it's been a huge headache and heartache for the parents because they'll fight with the Department of Education for months and months and months uh, just to get the money that they are Oh, they're supposed to get. So the, basically the way it had been is that the parent will go uh, and fight with the Department of Education, and once a decision is reached that, okay, you know, the Department of Education acknowledges that the, that the student, the child might be better served right. in a different school, they will pay. But there's no timetable for them to make that decision. There's no timetable for them to make the payments. So what ends up happening is you have parents who are either having to foot the bill which for many of them they can't do right. or can't afford, or you put the schools in an uncomfortable situation having to say, either we'll agree to not take payment until you get the money from the Board of Education, or you've got to come up with it somehow, but schools you know, aren't really able to put their parents in that situation, so it really makes everything easier for both the school and the parents. How much time do you think has now been chopped off the process because of this, I mean, will this save parents months of aggravation? Months and for some people years. Wow. Uh, the way it is now, technically, the board of Educa- the Department of Education is supposed to get back to a parent and make a decision within ninety days. Wow. Um, that doesn't happen. Almost rarely happens. Uh, even to the point where one parent that I have been, have been speaking with was fighting a decision for two thousand and thirteen, while her two thousand and twelve decision is still pending. <laughs> <laughs> so you never knew. He's fighting a new fight with an answer to the previous fight, but now what de Blasio has committed to is that he's saying that the decisions will be made within 15 days. Wow. Which is a huge jump from where they were. Now we just have to hope that it happens. Yeah, 15 days is uh, is quite a difference. Ellie Hagler with us live via telephone. Um, tell us about the OU and Yachad, the role they had in getting this done. Uh, so the OU and Yahoo, OUA, OU Advocacy, has been pushing this uh, really for years uh, in Albany. Um, in the last few months, uh, Jeff Lebb and Jake Adler, the OUA representatives for New York, have really been in Albany pretty much pushing this and meeting with people and trying to get this uh, going. And last week on Wednesday, uh, we teamed up with them and Yaha to a group of about 25 people up to Albany for a real impactful mission, not a nice and fluffy mission, and let's spend a day in Albany and see some nice buildings and meet with some people, but really hands-on meeting with the actual assemblymen, the actual voters, uh, to see if we can push this through. Um, we met with about six or seven 
including many of the supporters of the bill, Simcha Felder, Henry Weinstein, Phil Goldfeder, um, and Speaker Silver. Uh, and even two of the people that we met with had previously voted no two years ago, both committed to us that they would change their vote for this coming time around. Wow. Talk about progress, huh? So it was really amazing. Even one of them even said to us, I think he was from Ithaca, or the you know upstate area, said that he's going to get a lot of flack for this from his teachers' union, but it just needs to happen. It's just not right. Wow, unbelievable. Uh, reaction. I know that on our app, on our brand-new app during your show where you discussed this, Excuse me, earlier in the week, someone actually, a, a listener commented how they didn't know this. Here it is. Thanks so much for the show. I'm a special needs parent and wasn't aware the law had passed. I assume you're hearing this a lot from people in the special needs community. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, technically the law didn't pass. It wasn't a law. Right. The, the, the governor just committed to doing it. Right. Uh, and if we see that he's not doing it, then we can go back. You know, to the Assembly and the Senate and say, okay, now this really needs to be signed into law. But Blasio right. has made it clear that he's going to make this mandate on his staff and on the Department of Education to make sure to get this done. All right, very good. Anything else parents need to know at this point? Now that we have this development and New York City is dealing with this in the way that it is, uh, is there anything else parents need to know? What would you say to Yachad parents out there who find themselves advocating and fighting for their kids constantly? It, it, this is really a huge step for special education, for the parents. And it's not only for the Jewish community, it's for the Christian community, the Muslim community, every community. Um, if you have a child with special needs and you want to send your child to a private school because you think the private school can better meet your child's needs, you now have a much easier way of getting to that point. And you'll find out if they'll fund it a lot quicker than in the old days. <laughs> much, much quicker. I'll tell you that one of the parents who came with us to Albany on Wednesday uh, has two children with disabilities, um, and she said to the point that these fights and these arguments go on so long that she had to leave her job, take, take part-time work just because she didn't have the time to keep on going in and fighting case over and over again. And like I said before, she's still waiting for a decision from 2012. Wow. Really amazing. Don't forget about 2013 and now 2014, but now the state is really forced to really, you know, get on it, get on it a little bit quicker, uh, and make sure these decisions are handed back. Uh, in 15 days. Can people... Once, I'm sorry. Once every child has their IEP, their Individualized Educational Program, unless there's a major change in that IEP, the IEP will automatically renew itself for the following year. Previously, the parents would have to have this fight every year. Right. If you win in 2013, it doesn't matter. You go through the same hassle the following year. So now that's also being, uh, being gone with. That's a huge, huge win for families. Uh, with children with special needs. All right, very good. I assume if anybody would love to speak to you about this, they could just email you at the Yachad email address, and they can... Sure, so it's Hagler, E, H-A-G-L-E-R-E, at OU.org. Uh, and anybody can email me anytime. Uh, I know you guys are getting set for a massive summer, both here and in Israel, so to all the entire Yachad family, we say have a wonderful summer of 2014. Thank you. You too. Let me just just throw in there one one more thing, if sure. that's okay, Nachum. Yeah, please. Uh, just in terms of the Yachad summer programs, uh, this year we have 22 different summer programs. Wow. Uh, all taking place in all of the typical mainstream camps uh, that everybody is familiar with upstate, and of course our famous Yad Biyad program in Israel, which gets ready to leave uh, in just a few days. So which really, is, everything which... is thank God in line, ready to go, and really should be a tremendous summer. And on the Israel side, it's really two programs. You're doing two Yad Biyad trips. That's right. So the Yad Biyad, the request for Yad Biyad has been so great 
that we were quote unquote forced or that we thought it was a good <laughs> idea to do two separate yachts and both filled up sooner than we possibly could have imagined. Pretty amazing. It'll be a very busy but a very productive summer to say the least. Thank you, Absolutely. Ellie. Absolutely. You got it. Thank you so much. Allie Hagler, big news for those who are in New York City. You heard it. If you're in uh, in a situation where you have a special needs child, a very, very uh, big piece of cooperation between the city and the state. And um, uh, the OU and Yachad obviously are among the groups get, that get credit for fighting for this for special needs families. Minute after 8 o'clock on a Thursday, it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Yankee Meyer is scheduled to be here. Hopefully he'll be here soon. We'll talk about what you need to know if you're heading up to the Catskills region uh, in the next few days, as a lot of people are going to be doing today, I bet. Uh, we'll talk about all that stuff coming up here at JMDM. I want to wish a mazel tov to the uh, Feinstein and Lampel families, Esther and Yoshua. They'll be married tonight uh, in Brooklyn, New York. Mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Also want to remind everybody that the um, the event this coming Sunday, a special Fambrengen at the Briss of Rum Center on Salem Avenue in Hillside, New Jersey, uh, to strengthen the connection to Lubavitcher Rebbe happens this coming Sunday at 7 p.m., with guest speaker Rabbi Label Groner, personal secretary of the Rebbe for over 60 years. Rabbi Kanelski and everybody at the Brissov Rum Center are planning for this event this coming Sunday. Information at 908-289-0770, 908-289-0770. And a reminder that the Five Towns Community Collaborative Conference, Educating and Inspiring Our Children Together, is being uh, done by Yeshiva Akotel and Israel Yeshiva and Seminaries in conjunction with the Five Towns uh, Schools and Schools. They invite you to a community-wide collaborative morning Yom Iyun focused on how to educate and inspire our children. It's this coming Sunday at the Unusual of Woodmere. Many, many, many sponsoring organizations. Uh, keynote speakers include Rabbi Yaakov Bender, Rabbi Naftali Yeager, Rabbi Herschel Schachter, um, a, a whole roster of speakers that will be um, that will be included. The event is free of charge. Information, go to hakotel.org.il, hakotel.org.il, or follow the event on Facebook. Five Towns Education Conference, Five Towns Education Conference. You'll find it both on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget that we've got an amazing and incredible contest going on. You could win an espresso coffee machine, courtesy of our friends at the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York. If you have the most likes and shares of our Day 4 image on the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page for App Week. And those of you who are on Twitter, if you use the hashtag NSN app more than anybody else, you'll... Uh, Win the uh, free trip for two in the continental United States, courtesy of our friends at Traveler's Choice. That's for the entire week. That contest will end tomorrow. The Kitchen Click provides the prize for whoever wins today's Thursday Facebook update page at Nahum Siegel Network. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Want to remind everybody, Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock. And then Miriam L. Wallach coming up at 10 o'clock. Miriam today will have, by the way, Ellie Hagler on the brand-new Yachad inaugural Jewish Communal Leadership Program. He'll be on as an advisor to that brand-new program. The ninth Marriage Enrichment Retreat from the OU is coming up, and Hannah Farkas, who's the program manager, will join Miriam. And Rabbi Elimelech Goldberg from Kids Kicking Cancer will be the featured speaker this weekend at the Young Israel of Woodmere. He'll be with Miriam starting at 10 o'clock this morning right here at jmandtheam.org. 
J.M. in the A.M. Yankee Myers in our studio from Miss Askim. Why is he here at this time of year? Because all of a sudden, what I like to call the New York Catskills Corridor is going to get busier and busier and busier. Yankee Meyer, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nochum. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> it's another year. So here we are. Is today the day? Is today the day that the majority of people go up to the Catskills? Which day would it be that the majority of people head up to the Catskills region to move in for the summer? I would say it used to be today, but Baruch Hashem, today we have a lot of simchas still. A lot oh. of people are not going up till after Shabbos. Interesting. Uh, next week we're ready to camps are starting. Right. But uh, Baruch Hashem, you know, for all those who didn't make, used to not make chasnas when it came so Chodesh, how many chasnas were there this week? That's right. Every hall, every it, night. It's the 28th of Siva that they're making yeah. chasnas. Baruch Hashem, you know. I'm telling you, we're going to get to a point where they'll be making chasnas during the three weeks. There's no time to do it. I'm telling you, you'll see what's going to happen. What is it? Uh, there's some that have the minig only, no, the three weeks. Oh, it's sure. So Chalbo, another round. Yeah. Anyway, um, so between now and, let's say, Monday, a lot of people will be leaving this area. To head up to the Catskills region. Simple as that. Correct. Large. I have big news for you, by the way. News that I assume you know about already, but I don't know if it was news that made it into your annual book. That's how fresh this news is. You ready? Go ahead. You ready for this news? Today, today, on Route 17 in New Jersey, today is opening day. I'm just trying to get to the information. Today is opening day. At 842 Route 17 North in Ramsey, New Jersey, of Kosher to Go in the Exxon Station, just past the Lake Street exit. It has Reb Zusha Blech's uh, Hashkacha. It's the last Exxon in New Jersey. Pas Yisrael, Chal Yisrael, Bishel Yisrael. By this afternoon, they will have pizza and sushi there for people to enjoy on their way up later today. They'll probably run out by this afternoon. <laughs> oh, and also I was told at 5 p.m. they'll have uh, a Cholent and Kugel section as well. So what do you think of this news? Because you're always one who tells us about different places along the route that you could get kosher food. So this is a pretty big announcement, no? And you got to take a break after sitting in New York City's traffic. And remember, in New York City, any any distance, the shortest distance between two points is definitely not a straight line. It's, <laughs> it's under construction. Right. Uh, and you gotta get, and you gotta get to the, uh, you gotta get, you know, you're heading up to the Cactus and it takes you forever to get out of the city. Right. It's gonna be a fresh, a, 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 it's gonna be relief. It's gonna be some fresh air that you could go and stop and, uh, a breath of fresh air that you could stop and get some food, you know, good food at a normal place with a good heksha. So there you have it. Are you familiar with that Exxon station in Ramsey, New Jersey on 17 North? No, I was not. You're not familiar with it? If I would have, we would have no, had I don't, it in I don't, the book. I don't mean this news. I'm saying, are you familiar with the station? Have you seen it? Have you seen that Exxon station as you've traveled up yeah, to the Catskills? I've seen that Exxon station. All right, station. so there you go. So now, at that Exxon station, 842 Route 17 North, today is opening day, and by 5 p.m., Cholent and Kugel. So enjoy, everybody, and a special hello to the people who are uh, running that uh that little uh, rest stop, if you will, at the Exxon station. Yankee Meyer is here. There's a lot of stuff in the informational bo- in the information booklet for 2014. A lot of things we've discussed in the past, some we have not. We'll try to highlight a couple of things that people need to know. You've actually set up for this year a summer camp emergency network, so that if there's a special message that you and Miss Oskim or the New York State Police or the Homeland Security needs to get 
to the network of camp directors. They'll be able to do so at a moment's notice. That's correct. How do camps sign up for that? Uh, Nochum, we'll go back one step, I think, sure. before we talk about how the camps sign up for that. Uh, the booklet has actually our annual summer safety booklet has gone, has hit the homes, the mail over the last couple of days. We did run a little bit late because of the passing of my father, all of Shalom, that I lost some time after Pesach on it, on the project. But uh, it's out there. Most people should have gotten it. And if not, they should be getting it in the next couple of days in the mail. Whoever didn't get it could go to the website, misaskim.org. Misaskim cares. It's there. And they could view it online. Will it be available in the Catskills also? We, I don't, we so. don't do the distribution in the Catskills. Ah, so they've so got to make sure to get it here or online. It, get, okay. it gets it here or online. Yeah, we distributed close to 100,000 copies of right. it. So it's a, it's a very big distribution. The, the, a lot of the things that we discussed, the safety issues, and then we came up with, with, with this new project that took us time to develop, and that was a way for, we have set, we have sat in numerous meetings, and you mentioned often before that a lot of people are heading up today to head out to the Catskills, the big getaway for the summer. But the people that are in charge of taking care of the safety of the people traveling up to the Catskills, we already had our initial meetings. You're talking in March before Pesach already with uh, Hatzolo, with the uh, local law enforcement agencies, with the hospital, and prepare and see what we what could be done to further the communication level that they have with the community right. and see what's needed so that the summer could go through as a smooth summer. And one of the things that we opted to do this year was to, to make some way that when law enforcement has an emergency, they have a way how to keep in touch with the camp directors. Camp directors, if you have 100 camps up there, they're representing, I don't know, 40,000, 50,000 kids that are up there that uh, these camp directors are being trusted for the, to guard and the, these kids that are there in sleepaway camps. Right. And if they have an urgent message, they should have a way how to get it out to the camp directors. So we put together the system. It's strictly for the camps to sign on to it. It's not for the public. It's right now only for the camp directors that they could do it. They sign up onto it. Once the camp is registered with us, if they have their lifeguard or their people that are in charge of transportation, could sign up as well to get their notifications. And then we have all the law enforcement agencies from the Catskill area that are signing up with it as well. And you're talking the state police, the sheriffs in Sullivan and Ulster County, Homeland Security, the hospital, Hatsola will be on it, Misaskim, anything that's of an emergency content, we could always be able to send it out to at least to the camps to start any important information uh, that we want to get up to you before visiting day we'll be able to get up to get out to you so you could pass it on to to the parents that are coming up for visiting day and this is something that they've been trying to put together for the longest time and we finally managed to pull it off this year so i ask you again now how do the camp directors sign up you just got to go to the masaskum webpage masaskum.org and on there under it it says urgent care Urgent notification system and just sign up on it. Yankee Meyer is here talking about heading up to the Catskills, which so many people are doing over the next few days. And I remind everybody, of course, that our radio show is available at ninety-one point at ninety point one rather up in the Catskills region. I hope as you travel up there, you hear people blaring it from their cars, Mister Meyer. I hope. Let's hope. <laughs> You're non-committal on that one, I see. Uh, uh, also, I want to mention that Ms. Askim has again embarked on a very important summer fundraiser. We're on Rosh Chodesh Av. A big drawing will take place. What is the grand prize in the Ms. Askim raffle this summer? It's, it's a choice of either a safer tire, a minivan, or $20,000 cash. Unbelievable. You can have a Torah, you can have a minivan, 
or you could have twenty thousand dollars in cash. It's either or. It's no, not I'm all just, three. That's no. right. That's what I'm saying. You have to choose. <laughs> Correct. Between, oh, you, I'll tell you, whoever wins that has got to choose between those three. That's a difficult choice. But anyway, uh, that happens. Uh, the drawing happens or Chodesh Av. I know that people have gotten the raffle information in the mail. Is there a way for people to go online and just simply, you know, obtain a raffle ticket for yes. this? It just again, go to the website masashkim.org, and you could make your donation. You can make your donation online. I can only imagine what the budget of Masaskim is. Because we know it's way beyond just what you do in Shiva homes. Uh, all the things you describe here on a regular basis should remind people of just how much money the organization needs to keep on going. Uh, this is a very important fundraiser. People should not just toss out this envelope and they get it. Nachum, today's, up to today's date, we're running right now nine warehouses across the tri-state area. We have 16 vehicles that are out there, Nachum, on a daily basis doing whatever has. Not only the Shiva chairs, all the emergency situations. That we, we have to, we have, we have to put up with on a day-to-day basis. All the kurus and the mitzvahs that we do, and, and, and it's done, you know, quietly as possible that we could do it, but we still gotta raise the funds for it, and it's, it's almost a daily occurrence. Uh, you're talking, you're talking of the assignment trip that we do twice a year for Chalamoyed, on Chalamoyed Pesach and Sukkot that we take out hundreds and hundreds of assignment. It costs, everything today costs money. You don't get nothing for free. And we need the public's help to do it. No, we do not get up to today, we did not get any government funding for any of our projects. Everything has come from Achenu Bnei Yisrael. That's where all the money comes from that we could, we're ready, and we want to be able to help others. We just need the public's help to do it. All right, so the budget is uh, is quite vast, as you just heard. Nine warehouses, that's pretty unbelievable. Uh, and anybody wants to contribute, you just go to the website of misaskim.org. Yankee Myers here. We discussed the uh, the very important information that camp directors need to know in terms of this most recent development about notification. What else can you tell us about safety tips? We could sit here all day with this book and go through every precaution and procedure that people need to take, but there must be some highlights. There must be a couple of things that you feel are pressing in June of 2014 to tell our listeners. The first thing I tell you is, Nachum, it's not the issue of talking about the safety. It has to be the, the, the issue of the action of safety. We could talk and talk and talk, and everybody says it's a good idea. But you got to actually put these safety measures in place. And the first one I'm going to start with, Nachum, is this is the 10th year, that I think, or the 9th year that we put out this summer safety book. And right. we have expanded it every year that we did it. Uh, how many times did we tell people about the safety of the pool and we put in all the cartoons of the kids getting the ball out of the pool when nobody was there? And then again, we write to please make sure that the pool is locked, that nobody could get into the pool when nobody's there. And unfortunately, last summer we had a fatality of a child that made a Shabbos into a pool because he was able to wiggle his way into the, in through the gate. And him and his, his brother or his sister, they went into the pool and unfortunately the, the child drowned. Uh, and this is this is the responsibility of the people at the camp. No, you can't even. Kids are much more creative than than we think they are. And with the slightest way that they think they could get in, if they're determined to get in, they're going to get in. And it's our responsibility to make sure that these things don't happen. You're right. Everything there's a cheshbon from the rebbeinu shlem, but we still have to do ours that this safety is in place. Uh, that was the issue number one. Issue number two that we'd love to talk about is the issue of the ice cream truck. You know, you get the ice cream truck, comes to the Catskills, they come into your bungalow colony, and, yeah, they come to the parking lot, the kids could all run there, it's not a problem. But then you get the ice cream, same ice cream trucks coming down the streets, Borough Park, Flatbush, Williamsburg, wherever they're going, whatever neighborhoods they're going into, and the kids run right across the street. There's no supervision, there's no 
red light flashing like on a school bus that you got to stop from passing it. How many kids were actually hit by cars trying to cross the streets when these ice cream trucks came? Right. And, 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 and how many of these drivers, you know, they, even if they slow down, you get that kid that's missing the quarter to buy the ice cream and the truck, you shouldn't let the truck leave. He dots out into the street to go get his mother just to get another quarter. You know, it, it's, it's something that we write about it in the book that you, you want to make sure that the safety issue of, of when these trucks come up the block, you got to talk to your kids and whatever it is, it, it's a danger. A matter of fact, we had a meeting last week also about on another issue. We had a meeting last week with all the chiefs of police uh, from upstate when we introduced this notification system to them for them to sign up onto it so they'll be able to send out the messages. And at the meeting, it, was, it wasn't only a police meeting. There was other people from Sullivan County present at the meeting. And one of the people that was there was the DOT, the Department of Traffic. And they were talking about their capabilities, what they have to do if there's an emergency, you know, an overturned tractor trailer, or prolonged operation, how to shut the roads down, some of the construction, the blasting that's going to take place over the summer that might cause periodic closures that are 17, although not on Fridays and Sundays, but in the middle of the week you could expect it at certain construction sites. There might be total closures for 15 minutes at a shot if they have to do blasting. Um, but the issue that was brought up over there, everybody's aware now that there's the move-over law. And that's if you see a police car on the shoulder of the road giving somebody a ticket, you got to go into the next lane. If it's unfeasible for you to go into the next lane, you have to slow down that the trooper realizes that you slow down. Right. Not what you and your brain think that you slow down. Right. The trooper should noticeable. realize it. But now this year, the, the second part of the law went into effect, and that it's not only anymore for emergency vehicles. It's if you see anybody with those amber lights, the, the tow trucks or the Department of Traffic working on the side of the road, and they have their lights on, you got to change lanes. And the director of DOT was there at the meeting, asked law enforcement to please see what they could do to implement this law for the safety of their workers. And around the table they were talking about putting up decoys in the construction areas and so on and so forth. And you might pass it and not think, ah, I got away with it. And there could be a state trooper sitting in a, or a police mm -hmm. officer sitting in the DOT truck and you never saw him. And a mile later you'll get pulled over. They're really going to crack down on it. It's for the safety of the workers that they don't want them getting killed on the roadways. And this was one of the issues that was brought up at this meeting. So just a message to everybody. It's the law, and you gotta, you got to do it. In general, is the construction on weekends um, topic done with? Is it, is it now an accepted thing on the roads to the Catskills that there will be no construction at all on weekends? It, it's not supposed to be you know, any construction, I think, Friday past 12 o'clock. Right. But I'm going to ask you, how many traffic reports did you hear when the Brooklyn Bridge or the George Washington Bridge construction was supposed to finish at 5 o'clock? Right. And at and 11 o'clock, they're still wrapping it up. <laughs> so you can't rely on it. They always have emergencies. Something right. doesn't go the way it was supposed to go in the middle of the night. And then you're coming up Arab Shabbos, you're going to run, you might run into right. problems. And what do you hate more than, and maybe that's the wrong word, but what do you discourage more? Then people leaving at 5 p.m. on Friday <laughs> to get to the Catskills. Because what happens? Your colleagues in Muncie and in Monroe and in all these other places end up having to house people for Shabbos, right? It's when they leave at 6, 6.30. Do people leave at 6? It, it people happened. do leave at 6 o'clock? Right, because the mentality is by 6 o'clock the traffic's over. Right. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not over, especially, especially on the weekends. Uh, 
Oh, boy. Not that I know from experience, but I would bet in some places Friday night traffic goes till midnight during the summer, the way people go out to vacation in different places. Uh, Yankee Myers here talking about the summer and preparing for the summer. Uh, I just mentioned how uh, you could save a lot of heartache for people on the other end if you don't leave at 6 o'clock, right? Rockland County, Mo- uh, Monroe, Curious all the different places where people have to emerge on an emergency basis house people. You mentioned to me uh, yet another thing that people should consider. Can think twice before bringing someone to the Catskills for an extended period of time who may not be in the best of health because that would mean that you and your staff and your friends at Hatsala are going to likely spend a good deal of time dealing with that situation. People need to be sensitive to that. Well, the first thing is we hope that people could bring their parents up and their, their elderly Correct. parents, and they, Hatsala shouldn't be busy with them. They Correct. should be able to relax and, and, and enjoy a couple of weeks in the summer. But in some cases... People come up, they're very ill people, and they, you want to take care of your parents, you bring them up to the Catskills. The last thing, if something goes wrong, is you want to start out in a new hospital. So if something goes wrong, you want to get them in the city. I could tell you there were times on a Friday afternoon when Catskills at all almost had no ambulances to respond to the local emergencies because most of them were on transports to the city. And, and granted, they'll try to do their best to accommodate you if it's needed, but you got to do yours before you come up there. Make sure that the person is in a condition, not that you know he's coming up and that, oh, if something's going to go wrong, I'll, I'll call it all on Shabbos and let him take him down. Remember, a lot of these people that come up there for the weekends would like to spend time with their family and kids as well. Right. They haven't seen them the whole week. And then when they come up, they still give up from their time to go do a transport that takes them five hours, <laughs> literally. I'm laughing because Ding was here yesterday, and he said I should ask you, about 4th of July weekend when you had just become a member of Hatsala and you were like the only guy in Brooklyn and, and you spent the entire Shabbos and the entire Friday and Sunday from one call to the next. Is that, is that an accurate story? It, it was 29 years ago. <laughs> I will never forget that weekend. Uh, we were, I think, three guys in the whole bar park or five guys maybe in the whole bar park. And it was just went on and on and on and on and on. So a similar situation on the other end, that if people are are going to come up and there are health issues, then it could, as you just said, take away from the uh, ability from these Hatsala members to simply enjoy some time in the Catskills, yeah. which, you know, they have a right to do as well. So. I'm going to give you another scenario. Yeah. Of them. People bring up these people that are on life support machines. You know, it's the, whether it's a feeding tube that they need electrically or some people that might be on ventilators, or, or some other medical equipment, cru- right. crucial medical equipment. And what plan do you have in effect if there's a blackout? Right. And there's, there's constantly blackouts in the summer, especially in the beginning or in the heat of the summer, was what they call rolling blackouts, that they deliberately shut down the electric for a couple of hours not to blow the system. Usually that always happens Friday night. You'll ask anybody. That of has course. To it's always, <laughs> but then again, that's because Friday afternoon is their peak electric use. Right. They know that the system shoppers by day, you got all the air conditioners right. running, but the washing machines are not going and the ovens are not going. They know that there's a dip shoppers by day. But leading up to shoppers, they're scared the system's going to blow, so they do what's called rolling blackouts. And for a couple of hours, you, they'll shut the system down. So, and then you have somebody who's out there on some sort of life support system, and you want to bring them out. Are you sure you have a backup? How are you going to keep your power going? Do you know how long it's going to be out? Are there extra batteries? On? And again, whose expense are you doing that? If something's going to go wrong. I'm going to call it solar. It's not fair to them because they got to have their men ready for the unknown emergencies. Unbelievable. 
Starting today, the 26th of June, the Slotsburg Rest Plaza will be open for Minchamarev beginning at 5 p.m. until midnight during the summer months. It takes place in the second-level parking area. Is this now more organized and orderly than it used to be? A lot organized, a lot more organized. And that's why they moved it up to the second floor, because if you drive up there on Thursday, they used to, the traffic jam that it caused... Because people who wanted the Dava Mincha Beminion were literally lined up all the way along the throughway uh, to get in there. And you couldn't get in, you couldn't get out. So now they moved the Minyanim upstairs. There's plenty of parking upstairs. Right. They have a cordoned off area where people could dive and separate the cars. It, it's, you know, the safety Safe. wise, it's much safer. You don't have to worry about the kids getting closer to the roadway where the tractor trailers are going by. In general, it's, it's much more of a safe place to do it than uh, if you're going to stop the Dava. You should you should always uh, you know safety safety comes first. You get these people. The, the reason that they made this place is a dedicated place because these people used to do it on the side of the roadways, right. and it, it's nothing that's safe. The other thing that I would tell you to do is when you're traveling up and it's already late Thursday night, and I used to do this with my father all shown very often on the way up to the Catskills. We already had Dalvin Meyer in the city, but we would still stop off to see just in case somebody was short a minion and they were missing one or two people. It was 12 o'clock at night. So if you have the time, you know, why not do that chesed for somebody else who wants to still dive a mire with a minion and stop off and then look. After yeah. the stories I heard about your father, that fits right in. <laughs> that fits yeah. right in uh, to a life of chesed that he was always concerned about everybody else. So stopping to make sure there's a minion for Marv does not surprise me. Um, here it is, by the way. If you look at page 17, you have it. You have it as uh, a regular kosher snack stop, Ex- Exxon 17 North in Ramsey, New Jersey. But now I have informed you that it's an enhanced kosher snack stop because they're going to have pizza, and after 5 o'clock they're going to have chalted kugel and sushi and all that stuff, and that starts today. And I want to wish them good luck as they uh, open up that little uh, shop at the uh, – Exxon on uh, Route 17 North in Ramsey. I believe they're calling it Kosher to Go. And they, um, we wish them a lot of luck with that. What page am I looking at? What number is that? You know, look at page number 39. 39. What do we got and on page 39? That's a whole article that we wrote in the book that's been titled, You've Been Scammed. Uh, and unfortunately today that's become a very, very big issue in the community. Uh, people are getting scammed right and left. You, you do your daily business on the Internet and you're wiring money. Uh, all these hackers have to do is get into your account and change one number or one letter of your codes that you're using, and you don't even realize that all your money that you're wiring is being wired elsewhere, and you're out the money, and there's no getting it back. There's an extensive interview that was done with the FBI. We had the agent in charge of the fraud unit here in New York City. We interviewed him, and he gave a lot of helpful tips on what they're doing, and they're getting you everywhere. They, you, you get a message urgently, text this number. As soon as you texted it, you just gave them an agreement to do something to your account and, and your information. Uh, it, it's like when you get a phone call from one of these financial institutions, you have a leasing car, and the guy gets on the phone and tells you that, you know, oh, this is a recorded message. Uh, I'm calling from, from Honda Financial or GMC or whatever he tells you. And then he says, uh, right, just before I go further, i got to verify uh, the last four digits of your Social Security and your birthday. Excuse me, if you're the financial company, you have my information. So the answer should be, very good, give me a phone number and extension, I'll call you right back. Uh, another big scam that's been going out there, and some of the chesed organizations have been sending out this message recently very aggressively. And the police department had asked us to get out this message, and it's happening at a, at a growing 
pace. It, it, What's it's that a, one? And that is that you get a phone call in your house or wherever you get the phone call stating that it's the IRS calling you and that you've been found guilty on tax fraud and you have an hour or you have to wire the money immediately. If not, you're getting arrested. And people get scared and do it. It's a scam. Uh, the IRS doesn't call you to wire money. Uh, don't do it. Uh, the other day, Friday afternoon, I got a phone call from somebody on my house, an elderly couple was on the phone. They were petrified, petrified that they were getting arrested and all of that. And, and my wife actually did a good job calming them down, telling them, don't do it. It's a scam. Uh, then this, this is growing at a, at, a, at a very, very fast pace. The other thing is that everybody's been told is about these skimming devices at the ATM machines. That's not, Well, how would we know about that? It, it, or you just have to look at your bank statement to make sure it's everything's no, going. It's, 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 you could also look on it that it, it's a cover that goes on top. The skimming device is a cover. It's, when you go to the ATM machine. It will look unusual. You, you stick the card into the Correct. wall. This is something, and there's a picture that we have of one ah. of the skimming devices on page 44. It covers that device, so sometimes you can't even realize it. And, and it reads your card. It reads your card. It gets your personal information. That's all they need by the time. Uh, by the time you even know about it, they, they've been in there and uh, taken out the money that 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 that, that you so hardly you worked for so hard. Unbelievable. And then and then the one other thing, Nachum, that I think we should touch on is, and that's the texting and the driving. And I'm going to admit that I'm not going to tell You've you. You've done that. it once or twice. Yeah, I've done it once or twice wow. when I should have not done it. Yes, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of these new laws that are going into place. You know that the mayor's been putting into place about this Vision Zero safety for driving and all of that. But I want to tell you something. If somebody's involved in a, in, a, in, a, in a bad car accident with his, you know, bodily injury, extreme bodily injury, or unfortunately a chassishalom of fatality, they will take away your phone right then and there on the spot. Because, and if you don't want to give it to them, and whether the laws, they could or they can't, they'll subpoena your records. They will figure out from cameras exactly what time the accident happened, or from a witness, or from when the 911 phone calls went into the system, and then they're going to go back to your phone records. And they'll prove a point that you were on the phone when the accident happened. Yep. So don't think because you're driving somewhere on, on, on a quiet road where there's no police officers or anything else like that. If they have to get back, they will pinpoint the exact second that your accident happened, and they'll pinpoint the exact time you were on the phone, whether you got an email, whether you got a text, whether you got any other notice on the phone or whatever it might be. They'll figure it out. And it's just going to cause you more headaches. Lots of important information, to say the least. Check out Misaskim Cares on the web at misaskim.org. That's the name of this comprehensive safety magazine with so many tips. It's 96 pages. We could spend all day on it. And also, um, as you do every year, remind people they better check if their license is suspended. They better know because you'll get, most likely, a call on a nerve shop is that someone's been jailed, that someone's actually been put into some type of lockup because they were driving with a suspended license, right? That's correct. And, and don't think because I live in Canada, I didn't get no notices. The, the, the government agencies are not sending you international mail. <laughs> they send it to whatever address you have on your license, and if you didn't get it, it's your headache. It's not their headache. They send you out the notices that you had the summons, and you got to take care of them. It, it, and if you're in, if you've put into the lockup on a Friday afternoon, it's very, very likely you won't move until Monday morning, right? No, I won't say that, Nochum. First of all, to a certain point, 
maybe I shouldn't say it. It's a little bit easier upstate than it is in the city. Uh-huh. The, there is a feature upstate that they have in many of the precincts, in the, many of the local police departments, what's called station house bail, that we can actually bail you out from the regular local precinct. So it goes much, the local police department, it's a little bit quicker. But you'd rather not have that challenge. That, that is correct. Because <laughs> uh, if you get caught and it's more than one suspension, where they have to actually take you to the jail. Right. And then i got to get a judge, and the judge doesn't work at night, right. and, and it's all these other... Headaches and that you want. Fourth of July weekend and everything yeah, else. Yeah, right? So you, you don't want to do it. You know, and the other thing that now the big thing in the city is the speed cameras. Right. The cameras are catching everybody speeding. Yeah, but let's 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 remember one thing. Don't think that these are installed cameras in one in one place. The city got you. They have cars going around with mobile speed cameras. <sighs> so you could be driving. You never even saw the camera. You passed the guy. He got you. Today he's on one street. The next day he's on the other highway. You'll never know where he is. So the speed cameras are going to turn into a big issue. Ah. The red light cameras has brought in millions and millions and millions of dollars to the city. And this is going to do the same, if not more. And, 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 and just be careful because they just got the approval now to add on, to add on a bunch of other things. Do those red light cameras flash at night? If you yeah, go, you, you, you def- they do. It's like the flash of a camera. So they got me last week. Yeah. Yeah, well, wait, to, wait for the mail. <laughs> wait for the mail, yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I'll tell you, it just doesn't end. Yep. <laughs> you can't beat the system. The only thing you can do is drive the speed limit, make sure you don't have a suspended license, don't text and drive. In fact, don't touch your phone the entire time you're driving, no matter where you are, even as you said, on a secluded back road. It doesn't matter. Uh, at some point, the technology is going to catch up to you in a bad way. That's correct. Yanki Meyer, Yashikoach. Don't forget, everybody, the Masaskim Grand Raffle, where you can win a Safer Torah or $20,000 cash or a minivan is drawn on Rosh Chodesh Av. And Yanki and everybody at Masaskim would appreciate if everybody in the community, not just those who benefit from the work of Masaskim, but everybody who recognizes the incredible work that they do in all situations would participate. When you see the mail, make sure to participate. If you don't get the mail, you can go on the web at masaskim.org and purchase your Raffle entries, a very important fundraiser for the organization, and we encourage everybody to participate in it. That is the uh, web address, MissOskim.org. That's where you'll also find Missoskim Cares, where you can download the entire magazine, 96 pages on summer safety and tips, many of which we discussed this morning here at JM in the AM. And, of course, if you need Missoskim, they are there. Uh, they are there at a moment's notice uh, at the uh, great inconvenience of their family and friends. They are there at a moment's notice to help with any type of situation, uh, no matter how small and no matter how serious. And for that, Yanki Meyer, I say ashikoach to you, and thank you on behalf of the entire community. You're welcome. welcome. Have a ha- health... Oh, excuse me, let me say this the right way. A gesunten Zimmer and a freilichen Zimmer. What do you say after Shavuos? A freilichen or a gesunten? Which one? Nachum, we uh, have this debate every year, right? Uh, a a gesunten a gesund, gesund zimmer means it should be a nice, good, hot right. summer. Oh, that's right, what it means? Yeah. I thought it's a healthy summer. A, a zimmer from gesint. A zimmer from gesint. is <laughs> a summer of health. But what did they say in your shul after Marav and Shavuos? Did they say a freilichen zimmer or a gesunten zimmer? What did they say? Usually a gesunten zimmer. A gesunten zimmer. I wish you a gesunten zimmer. A zimmer from gesunt nachem. Everybody that needs it should have their refuah shalemas. Everybody should be well. Everybody should have a healthy and a happy and a safe summer. Thank you, Yanki Meyer. Ms. Askin doing amazing work in our community. This is JM in the AM.
time, Yaakov Shweki. That's called Kamu Baneha. Well, many of you know that we're in the middle of the uh, NSN app celebration week here at JMNAM, and because the app, one of the uh, rusty brick features of our brand new app is that it can actually wake you up. It has an alarm and can actually wake you up no matter what time of day. It doesn't have to be to JMNAM. It could be at any time in the afternoon, etc. to our stream. Uh, so we decided that today would be... Uh, a Nespresso coffee machine giveaway in honor of the fact that it, uh, it actually uh, acts as an alarm clock. An Nespresso coffee machine is being provided by our friends at the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York. Fagy Sprecher is with us live via telephone. Fagy, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum, and thank you for hosting us this morning. A uh, pleasure. Thank you so much for the Nespresso coffee machine. I, I know very little about coffee, as you know. But I do, yes, I do. But I do know that a lot of people like waking up to it. So, so whoever wins today's prize, I'm sure will be very happy. Let me just remind the listeners that the way to win is if you share and like our day four post on our Facebook update page the most. If you go ahead and share and like that, uh, Image the most. You'll see it says Day 4 in the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page. Uh, then you will, in fact, win an espresso coffee machine. So where does this rank, Fagy? You're the expert at this at the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York. When it comes to coffee machines, where does this one rank? Uh, we we'll put this one on top, especially because it has so many different price points, and the coffee is all the same whether you pay $99 for the machine or $800 for the machine. And what is the benefit of the $800 machine, just out of curiosity? Okay, um... Since you know so little about coffee, you claim. <laughs> That's correct. Um, when you make co- coffee, includes espresso, it includes cappuccinos, lattes, and all those interesting drinks you see when you go to a coffee cafe. Now, the more expensive machine is able to combine the milk and the coffee, steam, and in one button action, prepare it for you. Oh, there you go. Lots more bells and whistles, and uh, you end up with a better product, I guess. Not right. better, not better taste. Right, not better tasting because you just pointed out they all taste great, but certainly easier to make and uh, and uh, you could do more with it. So more versatile, if you will. Right, because uh, Nespresso coffee is only made from the best coffee cherries. Hmm. All right. Only one to two percent of coffee cherries in the world are used for Nespresso coffee. They do a lot of selection. It's a big process. And now I know more about coffee than I ever thought I would. That's pretty amazing. How many coffee machines do you sell in the store? How many different ones? I can't even count. I mean, it's it's countless, right? It's a, a crazy number. Right, we, and we sell many brands, but Nespresso right now is our hottest line. There you go. Coffee. Fagy Sprecher is with us, the Kitchen Click in Brooklyn, New York. Where are you guys located? 3009 Avenue L, and on the web at Kitchen Click, and that's C-L-I-Q-U-E dot com. KitchenClick.com, and uh, you always have something going on extra special. It's right now, uh, it's right now the time when everyone's uh, thinking about barbecuing, entering the summer months. You have all those different types of items that people can enjoy, right? That's true, and we have everything you need to make the Exodus Upstate. <laughs> what would be one of those items? What do people need that they come to the Kitchen Click for in order to hit the road and go from the New York City area up to the Catskills? Well, now the trend is to buy your own home rather than the old-fashioned trend of going to the bungalow. Right. Which I don't want to call the old-fashioned because many people still do go to bungalows. But people are buying new flatware and new dinnerware, different-looking than necessarily what they'd use in their home. Because essentially they're making their own summer homes. They need all the stuff. They need all the accessories. And an advantage for all our customers is there'll be plenty of parking now. That's right. Anybody who wants to go to – if you've ever thought of visiting Brooklyn – 
Take my advice and Fagy Sprecher's advice. Now is the time to plan a trip. You can actually get a parking space, Fagy. That's right. You don't even need valet parking. <laughs> I know. It's unbelievable what it's like on a Friday in Brooklyn during the summer. It's an experience like none other. I can tell you that much. Sometimes you can get two parking spaces and, and have your choice. It's pretty amazing. I want to thank the Kitchen Click. They are sponsoring today's contest, and they will provide an espresso coffee machine for whoever likes and shares our Day 4 post in the Nahum Single Network App Week celebration on the Facebook update page as much as you can. Yesterday, our winner was Helen from Edison, New Jersey. Who will the winner be today? That's the big question. So make sure to like and share the post. You'll see it there with a with information about the Kitchen Click on Avenue L in Brooklyn, New York. If you go to Facebook and the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page. And as you said earlier, Faggy, if anybody needs anything, they can check out your website. You have everything right there on the uh, on the Internet for people to enjoy. And if they um, visit your page, we have a special offer, it's NSN15, where they get 15% off on all the products on our website. Fantastic. So when they're on your site, just use that code? That's, That's how it right. works? So when you're on the site, they take advantage, everybody. Go to kitchenclick.com, C-L-I-Q-U-E, kitchenclick.com in honor of our contest. They're offering a special code where you could save 15% on anything you need, NSN15. Use the code NSN15 and enjoy. And I thank you for that. Best regards to everybody at the Kitchen Click, and thanks again for that great prize for this morning. And thank you for having us, and we hope to see you this summer. Bezrat Hashem. I shouldn't say this morning. It's all day long. You can like and share that post all day long, everybody. And, of course, tomorrow we'll have the actual winner for you right here at JM in the AM. And don't forget that on Twitter all week long, anybody who uses the hashtag NSN app more than anybody else, two free tickets in the continental United States from our friends at Traveler's Choice. Restrictions do apply, but you have a chance to head to any of the 48 states by simply using the hashtag NSN app on Twitter all through the week. And that, of course, the winner of that will be announced uh, late in the week as we get closer and closer to candle lighting time. JM and the AM at 9 minutes before 9 o'clock. Don't forget, week, weekly update with Malcolm Holmline tomorrow morning at 740. I, I assume there will be plenty of new stuff to discuss as so many assorted news items continue to come out of the Middle East. Uh, so we'll discuss Israel and the Jewish world tomorrow starting at 740 in the morning. Don't forget that. I'm told that Randy Wartelski is sitting in for me on Monday. I'm not here Monday. I'm up at Camp Missora, but Randy will be here, which is great. She'll be here starting at 6 a.m. on Monday morning, so make sure to be uh, tuned in. And don't forget, we have amazing programming on our stream all day long today at jmnam.org, including Miriam Al-Wallach starting at 10 o'clock this morning with Rabbi Elimelech Goldberg of Kids Kicking Cancer, the OU's Ninth Marriage Enrichment Retreat with Program Manager Hannah Farkas and Ellie Hagler, on the brand-newly named Yachad Inaugural Jewish Community Leadership Program. It's all going to be happening between 10 and 11. And don't forget tonight, a, a program that is making an unbelievable impact in the world of government. And that is the program that Michael Fragan does called Spin Class every single Thursday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Tonight he discusses the results of the congressional primary races in New York and elsewhere with expert analysis from Liz, Liz Benjamin of Capital Tonight, Josh Robin of New York One, and Ross Barkin of the Politiker. That's tonight between 6 and 7 on our stream at jmnam.org. Greetings to all the summer camps whose staff and in some cases whose campers are already up in camp and are enjoying JM in the AM. A big hello as all the summer camps are either uh, already open or getting set to open very, very soon in different regions uh, of the uh, of the uh, Catskills and beyond. Uh, wishing everybody a happy, healthy, and safe summer from all of us here at JM in the AM.
עושה שלום במרומיו, הוא יעשה שלום עלינו. עושה שלום במרומיו, הוא יעשה שלום עלינו. עושה שלום, במרומיו, הוא יעשה שלום עלינו. עושה שלום במרומיו, הוא יעשה שלום עלינו.
Orchestra wrapping it up for us on a Thursday. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard a listener sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Don't forget to stick with the NSN app all through the day for all of our amazing programming, including tomorrow morning when Malcolm Holmline joins us with a weekly update. Don't forget to like and share the uh, day four image for our big contest on our Facebook update page entitled Nachum Siegel Network. And on Twitter, use the hashtag NSN app. And you uh, hopefully will win that prize after that week-long contest ends tomorrow. Big thank you to our friends at the Kitchen Click, Fagy Sprecher and company for the Nespresso coffee machine. A big thank you to our friends at Traveler's Choice. They're set to send a couple of folks to any of the 48 states. If you hashtag NSN app the most all through this week. Don't forget to tune in right now for Charlie Harari in the Book of Life and then Miriam Alwalik with a fresh edition of That's Life. It's all coming up here at uh, jmnam.org. And uh, till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.